Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Well, welcome to a special episode of the Get With It podcast. I'm your guest host, Daniel Greenleaf. Most of you should know at this point, your traditional host, Elizabeth Toya. Yes, that's me. That's you? That's me. All right. So <laughs> we're switching up things a bit today. Elizabeth is going to be my guest, and I'm going to be the guest host for today. Or I suppose just the host for the day. Um, this episode is going to be a little different. I'm going to bring my own approach to it as a as an interviewer. So get ready for something a little crazy, a little different. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You know, you're excited. <sighs> I'm not excited about this. But oh, okay. come on. Nobody wants to hear about me. So funny you would say that. <laughs> the reason I'm here today as your guest host is because Elizabeth asked me a couple months ago to come on her show as a guest. And I said, I will come on your show, but under one condition. And she said, sure, what's that condition? And I said, that you're the guest. Ugh. No one wants to hear from another white guy talking about what it's like to be a woman in IT. How about we hear from a woman in IT today? Does that sound exciting? Uh. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! How how is it with the the uh, the stage turn a bit here? I don't like it. Yeah? Okay, I'll go easy on you. I All promise. Right. Um, yeah, you sent me like anybody who knows me and knows this podcast knows I don't prepare at all. And you sent me how many bullet points? About ten or so. Oh my god, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the bright lights. Okay. Okay. I promise I'll go easy on you. All right. Well, I know you didn't like the name an interesting fact about yourself question, so let me hit you with something <laughs> different. What is in the trunk of your car right now? The trunk of my car? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bleacher uh, reclining seat. I have a blanket, a case of bottled water, and a... Vol- um, a rocking chair that you use at sporting events. Nice. I take it you spend a lot of time with the kids at sporting <laughs> events. Yes. And a volleyball and uh, Chris's Chris, soccer now? Soccer and basketball. Wow. But I have this really fancy. Darren, you should look into this. It's, um, <laughs> I like to sell Darren things on Amazon. Um, it's this <laughs> recliner seat, and it's got arms, and it's like really padded. When you go into bleachers and stuff, and you can recline back, and it's so nice, especially for a 14-hour volleyball tournament. <laughs> you can get that on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I just can't imagine a 14-hour volleyball tournament. It's a lot of fun. That's one word. Okay. <laughs> All right, here, here's another random question. I like like the people to get to know you a little better. If we were to come to your hometown and you were to show us one thing in your hometown, what would you show us? What is your hometown? Um, I'm from Michigan. <laughs> um, Michigan's a state. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, Flushing, Michigan. So um, when I was growing up, it was a village. So... 
there's really not much there. What are you guys famous for in Flushing? Nothing. There's nothing. It's a village. Okay. What's we the- had an A&W. That was like the big hangout joint place was the A&W. Weren't you pretty cl- close to, uh, what's that Christmas store called up there? I've forgotten. No, Frankenmuth? Yeah. No, we're not. No. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> I mean, Frankenmuth is maybe a 25, 30, 40 minute drive. Okay. I know. You like that place, Frankenmuth. I, I do. You do because they have chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. The famous chicken dinner. That's really good. All you can eat chicken dinner. See, they tell you that, and then by the time you get to the chicken, you've had like 15 other things. You, you can barely eat a piece. <laughs> well, I'm, but Frankmuth is a pretty famous, well-known area yeah. for the Christmas store and the Zenders. Yes. But I'm originally, my family is from the UP, so I'm a Uber girl. <laughs> <laughs> and as I've been noted many times, people can hear it in my voice. UP. Yes. We're youpers. It's a growing up. <clears throat> oh god. <laughs> Who were your biggest influencers? What what made you Elizabeth Talia that we know today? Oh. Shit. Um <laughs> <laughs> Might want to edit that one. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't know. Shockingly enough, um, which is probably gonna be shock a lot of people i was pretty quiet kept myself in high school <laughs> i was athletic i played sports i raced i downhill skied um i started when it was eight and i traveled the state and that's what i did and i was national honor society i was a good kid i went to a catholic school <laughs> then i got to college <laughs> that's where i found myself came out from under that rock yes i was very very quiet in high school yeah. i was a, i was an athlete i just kept myself i got good grades i kept to myself didn't start causing trouble till college college i just really yeah wow yeah it's the most trouble you ever got in in college hmm Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I did a lot of drinking in college. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably enough. <laughs> so let's talk about after college. Okay. You graduated from college. <laughs> Your degree was in... Okay, so back it up. I have three degrees. <laughs> I have a, um architecture technology degree. I have a business degree from Michigan State, and I have my teaching license from Otterbein. So I have three degrees. <laughs> I just can't picture you as a teacher. I'd be, I'd be a kick-ass teacher, I think. High school. It was high school. You can't even say you'd be a great teacher without using an obscenity. So? Somebody <laughs> <laughs> tells me you get in trouble pretty quick. I'm, no. I would be a lot of fun. High school. 7th <clears throat> through 12th. Integrated social studies. That's my my specialty. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you graduated college with three degrees because even though you were getting in trouble every day, somehow you found the time to get. I graduated three with really good grades too. Yeah. 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 Why is that so shocking? 
Most people who are busy partying don't have time to get three degrees with good grades. You got to time management. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> you got to plan it out. So I got two, and then I went back for my teaching degree. Oh, okay. So that was later in my life. Did you ever teach? No, because I couldn't get a job, because it's a hard thing in the Midwest. So for me, I would have had to have moved to the South. Ah. And then you would have never met me. Might have worked out better for you. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So you graduate with two degrees. You go back for a third. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about early your career. Like business, you got, uh, what was it, something technical design? Architecture technology. Architecture technology. So um, in high school, I took drafting classes, Mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed it. So um, my dad suggested maybe I go into that career. But I come from an Irish family who owned an Irish pub. So growing up, it was not uncommon for me to be slinging Guinnesses and Harp at night because the family worked there and um so i worked there um i started washing dishes and uh that only lasted a day i broke the dishwasher the first day so (laughs) my dad said you're done so um that only lasted a day but um i kind of worked through high school also and um I got my architecture technology degree, and I thought, I don't know if I could sit at a computer, ironically enough, (laughs) all day long. So I had a hard time with that because my personality was coming out. So when I went to Michigan State and I got my business degree, I specialized in hospitality business because my parents owned a bar, and my dad shooed me in that way with the pretense of you're very good at what you do because I was serving and bartending you should go into this career so I was influenced that way interesting does that answer your question so you came out of college you got a job with Bravo was it so they hired me while I was still in college I hadn't graduated yet and they offered me a job here in Columbus in 2004 um, a management position, and it was at the time BDI, BDI, Bravo Development Incorporated. It's not that anymore. Okay. I don't even know what it is now, <laughs> to be honest. So I worked at the Crosswoods, no. one that's closed now, which was really sad. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that <clears throat> closing. Yeah. They closed. And so I worked there. I became a manager. And then I went to Brio and Easton and became the AGM. And, yeah. So you work at Bravo for, what, eight years? Yes. Come out of Bravo and you go to OSU? Yes. And what was your role at OSU? I was almost at OSU for almost 10 years. Um, So I started as the Banquet manager at OSU at the Blackwell Inn. People are going to listen to this and be like, what the hell? This has nothing to do with IT. It has everything to do with <laughs> IT. <clears throat> so um, 
I worked there for a couple years, two, three years. I got promoted to the director of operations over at the Fawcett Center. So I moved to the Fawcett Center, which is the athletic building on campus. And um, I was the food and beverage director, director of operations, whatever there. All right. So you've got, let's just say a couple years in food service, event management. At that point, I had over 25. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, a few a couple of years. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you started when you were two years old, and that's why you have 25 oh, years. That's no. But um, okay. <laughs> but, but going down this route, so you, you're the director of operations for the Fawcett Center. Okay. And then you're in IT the next day. <laughs> it's not quite how it happened, but okay. Well, okay, so tell us how it <laughs> happened. So um, there was this conference called um, Columbus Women in Tech, and the organization <laughs> was founded by Dan Greenleaf. Just say Mr. Anonymous. And <laughs> I made a connection with Angie Lopez, Angela Lopez, and Dan Greenleaf. And I believe they took me under their wing and introduced me to all sorts of new adventures in the IT world. I got very active in the community. I networked, went to meetups. I got my scrum.org certification. And a year to the day of that conference, I was offered my first IT job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you just decided you were going to come into IT <laughs> and made it happen? Um, would we say that? I, this is your interview. You oh, tell me. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, it's a little different when the tables are turned. I know. It? I don't like this. Um, yes, I took a risk and I took a leap and I... I knew I was good at the job that I was doing, but it wasn't fulfilling. So tell me a little bit about, I want to dig in just a little bit more on what it took to actually make that jump. So did, did I just call you up one day and say, Hey, how about you come work over here? Was it that simple? (laughs) No. Tell tell, tell us a lot of hard work. Yeah. What did, what went into that? How did you make that happen? Make that possible? So I had a full-time job. I had, I I still do have two kids (laughs) (laughs) and a husband. And so I had to manage my time. I had to put myself out there. Um, I went to a lot of meetups. I read a lot. Um, I did a lot of research. Um, I got really active in the community. I got really active with... Columbus Women in Tech, which is Get With It now. Um, but tell our viewers a little bit. When you say you got active in the community, what did you do? Um, <clears throat> I joined you and Jim on Agile Lunchbox. So that was a meetup that we did during lunchtime um, once a month. Mm-hmm. So um, Dan Greenleaf... <laughs> <laughs> made me reach out to people I'd never met before or knew to get Agile Lunchbox sponsored and locations, lunch provided, that kind of thing. Um, 
And after about the third month, I just told Dan to go away. I take it from here on out. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's how it went, right? Well, you tell me. This is your story. (laughs) Um, So I did Agile Lunchbox. Um, Oh, I I had a meetup group, a user group, Agile Mm -hmm. and Drinks. That was great. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that one. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. Um, Need to resurrect that one. I know. I should. That was a great user group. Um, uh, so for the course of a year, I guess what I'm trying to get at is you you were out in the community finding space for user groups, connecting with speakers. I volunteered. Volunteering at various events, Mm -hmm. running, you know, literally running the Lunchbox user group, spinning up your own little Agile drinks. Yep. It was hard work. It was very hard work. (laughs) And then what happened? What came next? Well, I got my job. Yeah, what was your job? Okay. your first IT job? My first IT job was um, a scrum master, a junior scrum master nonetheless, <laughs> at um, for ICC. Yeah. And I was out at the Gap. And um, Dan was out at the Gap, too. And he vouched for me. And before you know it, I took Dan's job. truth be told folks i i couldn't do the job so i found somebody who could (laughs) not true but where are you at now let's talk about what your job is today so you've been in it all of what is it 18 months now 20 months so let's see i yeah about that right it'll be two years in october yep right so, um, I was with ICC for almost a year and almost to the day of <laughs> the Get With It conference, I was offered the Agile practice lead position at Xpeed Software. And that's where I am now. Wow. Mm, yes. I also play the role of senior scrum master, senior project <laughs> manager. <laughs> Lots of roles. Yeah, small company, small. wear many hats, right? Yes, we're small. So, what, what does an average day look like for the practice, agile practice sleep <laughs> Xpeed software? Um, do you want I mean, I have, I wear many hats. So, um, multiple projects, multiple, um, Just multiple projects, multiple decisions have to be made. Um, I have to always carve out time for agile coaching. I have a client in Kentucky that um, I coach 10 to 15 hours a week. Um, I travel to Kentucky (laughs) or I do it remotely. Um, So, yeah it's not uncommon for me to have to put a table together or a chair because <laughs> we're so small. So sometimes I get out my, my belt, my tool belt and do what you got to do. Where <laughs> to the agile tool belt? You're talking about the actual tool belt. I was talking about the actual tool belt. Wow. That chair you're sitting on has been probably put together by somebody, not me, but no. so if it falls apart, 
<laughs> no, don't blame you. Don't blame me. <laughs> I will anyways. So, um, yeah. I, there's no day that's the same. How's wow. that? Yes, there's no day that's the same. So tell me about, now that you're in IT, what's what's something that surprised you coming in? Like, Dan needs to loosen up. <laughs> he real formal. <laughs> Can you edit that out too? No, he can't edit any of it out. Okay. What interests me about IT? No, what, what was something that surprised you? Like coming into IT 18 months ago, you had a whole different idea of, of what it was to be in IT. What, you know, what surprised you most about this job? about this career path? Um, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> really? What did that? So, um, the skill sets that I have through my whole business life translated very easily over to the position I'm in now because of my work experience. I yeah. had to organize, I mean, director of operations over at athletic building. You had multiple events going on, multiple things happening. It was all organizing, being on top of things. Um, my personality helps a little bit with that. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, just the transition. Um you think that it's all like technical IT talk and um, I've learned a lot of IT talk. Yeah. yeah. My infrastructure team out the gap. I love them. Um, <laughs> they taught me lots. Um, but yeah, you learn as you go, but a lot of it, I mean, you don't need to know how to code. Yeah. So, <clears throat> <laughs> I, I'm assuming that answered your question. So tell me about, now that you've been in for a little bit, what do you not like about being in IT? Oh. Huh. What do you oh. miss from your previous work life? I don't like this interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gosh, I that, I don't know. That's a hard question. Um, I should have probably read these questions <laughs> before. <laughs> well, the questions are greatly researched, folks. The answers are not. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. You can pass if you don't like that one. I don't think there's. I would never go back to the life that I had. I will say that you and Angie and Get With It have changed my life tremendously um and in a positive way and i would never go back so let's talk about some of the things you love about that was a compliment he didn't even say well thank you try not to make the interview about me a little too involved in your career to not i guess for the last that's true couple years um but tell me about Tell me about what you love about being in IT. What what makes this the career that you will never go back to your old one from? Um, believe me, I've had my bad days. Sure. Everybody does. Um, I don't. He's <laughs> <laughs> lying. Um, I never. What 
Um, this would be one thing, but what are some of the things you love about being in IT? I'm, I learn every day. I've learned something new every day. Um, as far as a technical standpoint, um, I've also learned that I'm good at something else. <clears throat> I thoroughly enjoy my coaching gig that I have with my client. Um, I had a four-hour sprint planning meeting today, and people say, ooh, four hours. And I was like, oh, no, it was so exhilarating. <laughs> it was so much fun. But um, meeting people, um, the IT community is so supportive. And um, just even though everybody's a competitor, everybody's a supporter of each other. And, I mean, I, it's just a... A different way of working yeah. yeah like i feel like i'm bringing value not always but <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i bring value to a client that yes in my past life i did too in a different way but this is a continuous value damn i'm nailing this you are I? nailing this I'll, I'll give you the job you're doing a great <laughs> job um so, if there was a woman out there who was interested in joining the IT, whether whatever the role, oh boy! But she was in a situation where I don't know she was managing an event center or working in a restaurant. Um, or I've had this conversation with people. Great. <laughs> or whatever job she's doing today. Let's just say she's not in technology. Okay. And she was asking you about technology and, and what you thought of it and whether you thought she should move in that direction. Was it a good career path? What would you tell her? Yes. Yes? <laughs> <laughs> well, tell, tell me a little bit more about the, some of the conversations you've had. How about we go that route? Okay. So um, I don't know if you remember, but we had a conversation. Um, we were up in Cleveland, and um, we had a conversation with a young lady at a bar. Do you remember this? Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. I and, tell me a little more. <laughs> um, we were there to do a site visit for the speaker dinner for the Cleveland conference. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. We were sitting at the bar and we got talking. And um, I don't know. I think you got up or whatnot. And she said to me, I'm not smart enough to be in IT. Or I don't. Yeah. I'm not smart enough. To, I'm not a, a smart enough person to be in IT. And I said, what are you talking about? You have the personality. You have the skill set already because she worked in, and this is going to be shocking to a lot of people, but the food and beverage industry is a lot about organizing your time and your work because you have multiple tables. So it's like multiple projects. Mm -hmm. And you turn those projects over multiple times during the night. Always with a smile. Always with a smile. <laughs> so... She already had those skill sets of project management mm -hmm. or scrum master or um, BA, anything that would take her down a career path in IT. And when I explained it to her that way, there was like a light bulb went off almost. Now, I don't know if she got into IT, but we really highly encouraged her to do that because organizing organizing 
the work is what you're managing. You're not managing the people. So if you can organize the work and keep in mind delivering value and timeframes and everything else, us women do that well. <laughs> we're, we're good multitaskers. Yeah. Um, then you're going to have a successful IT journey. And it doesn't have to be coding. You don't have to know how to code to be in IT? No. Thank goodness. I just I'll met with, find out. I just met with the CIO who outright admitted to me that she did not know how to code, nor did she ever want to. Wow. Yes. So That wasn't me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so have you learned anything about coding over the years? I have, because um, I'm the type of person that... Um, is never just satisfied with not knowing something. So um, I taught myself a little java.net kind of stuff. Java, yeah, it's not my cup of tea, but mm -hmm. I learned about tags and hello world and <laughs> all those kind of things. If you can write hello world, you're a developer, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. But that's about it. I would not be applying for any code jobs at all. But I learned all sorts of things like firewalls and network and all my my boys out at the Gap. <laughs> boys in the hood. Yes, they taught me all sorts <clears throat> of things. Yeah, Most of them we can't repeat on this show. That is it's true. It's a family show. That's but. true. This is not a family show, by the way. <laughs> so, but... <laughs> so... We've got a mission to get with it, right? We do. What is our mission? Oh, God. Our mission is is me. You're our, okay. So I'll, I'll help you out on this Yeah, one. because. So we have a threefold mission. One is to get more women into IT. Mm -hmm. One is to keep the women who are in IT from leaving. Mm -hmm. Or that doesn't sound as smooth as I hoped, but we want, we, we want to reduce the amount of attrition of women who are leaving IT. And, and right. the third is to help those who are in IT grow into leadership roles. If they want. If they want. Correct. Yeah. Not do like with you where we just tell you you're a leader now. No. <laughs> no? All right. <clears throat> so coming back to that, what would you tell our viewers, our listeners, what can they do to help with the Get With It mission? How can they, well, uh, define who's the audience? Like, are we saying everybody? So all of your listeners, let's just say the ones who are working in IT today. Okay. What, what can we ask them to do to help get more women like you to make that jump from being a waitress to being a scrub master? Um, okay, so... Being an ambassador through Get Wet It is a big one. We don't have enough people out on the front line, so to speak, um, talking about um, the opportunities that are out there for women or men um, in the IT world. Um, if it was somebody that's already in the IT industry, mm -hmm. Um, supporting and promoting 
things like get with it from a leadership if you're in that leadership role, um, making the Get With It conference accessible, going and supporting it, um, supporting it outside of just that day that we have our conference. Um, if you're a developer, I would say use your voice because your leadership doesn't know what path you want to take. So you almost have to decide it for your, for yourself. Nobody will decide it for you. And that's kind of, yeah. Like, well, you know me. I said I wanted <laughs> to do a Get Wet It podcast. I did it. <laughs> well, Darren did it. But I mean, like, so don't, I guess, we all have dreams of what we want to do or goals. But if you don't follow through, like you, you're kind of a procrastinator. I'm just going to tell you I'm that. Guilty as charged. He is. And so I'm like. Go do it. What What's the worst that happens? Mm-hmm. Neither one of us is going to die. Right? We don't build bombs. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Sometimes you just take just the leap. Leap take of the leap. faith. Yep. That probably didn't answer your question. Well, I think, I think you gave some solid advice to our listeners, right? Okay. If they want to make a difference. I think a lot of people do. Just don't think they know how. Correct. And a lot of it is as easy as just your voice. Um, On LinkedIn, Facebook, social media is huge. Um, Sharing posts, connecting, networking, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think a lot of our listeners, let's just assume most of the folks listening to your your podcast are – in IT, we know that that IT happens to be male dominated. It is male dominated. Yeah, it's like a f- football team. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what that means, but let, let, let's explore that a little bit. So, coming into IT as a woman, do you think your experience is different as an outsider? Any woman coming into IT. Yes. So. I want to to explore some of those things with you that are different experiences women have in IT that a lot of men might miss. Do you have any funny stories or or random things that, as a woman coming into IT, you could tell it just wasn't designed for you? Do I? You're putting me on the spot here. Well, you have one. I do. You do. Why don't you tell one? (laughs) Um, you're the guest today i know um how how do you think that experience as a woman is in it is different than being a man what what, nothing earth shattering nothing world changing but what are some of the little things we don't even think about um we had this discussion shoes so tell me about shoes (laughs) so women normally normally wear heels of some sort and have to consciously as they walk, make sure they don't break ankles in these in shoes and men don't think about that. 
right? I, I never worry unless I'm, I don't know, hiking a Rocky Mountain or something. But weird. you don't think about, as a man, your counterpart in IT that she's wearing heels. So when you're busting through and walking quickly, she's not... Not only is she keeping up with the conversation and everything that's got to get done, but in the back of her mind, she's also like, I can't slip and fall. I'm no. going to, I have to be aware that the surfaces around <laughs> me. <laughs> well, tell us about walking. surfaces around you. What, we had this discussion. I, our listeners okay. haven't heard it. So I believe <laughs> you worked at a place <laughs> where there was some perhaps shag carpeting, shag rug, and somebody came in for an interview. Yeah. And they had to walk, scoot around the shag rug because they could not walk through it with heels on. And that seems like a man created that. But whatever. Well, that's, that's my story, but let's hear some of your stories. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Has anyone ever made fun of you for your mouse? <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes, yes. I got made fun of because the mouse that I chose to use at work was little because I'm a female with little hands. And the help desk people would come down and make fun of my little mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, I've been fun of by my my little mouse. Yeah, yeah, but it's a it was smaller because I'm smaller. I don't need a ginormous mouse. <laughs> I didn't think twice about it, but yet they did. Yeah. Yes. Was it comfortable for you? For my mouse? Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved my mouse. Do you think it was comfortable for them? Oh, they had a great time making fun of me. It was a good time. It was a good time. Let me ask you just a random question here. Obviously, we've had this discussion before, but where are the coffee cups kept here at Xpeed? Oh, my God. Well, now they're kept down low. <laughs> and why is that? Because we have some smaller statured people. <laughs> and so when you work in an office and the damn coffee cups are on the highest shelf possible and you literally <laughs> have to crawl up onto the counter to grab them yeah it's pretty frustrating or this is just my complaint when you don't fill the Keurig water up and it's <laughs> always seems to be my job it's like the mom i've been called mom multiple times in my position here yes <laughs> you're the speed mom well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about being a mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked you haven't asked me about um, a tire. A tire? That's like a big thing. Tell me about the tire. So women. Oh, a tire. I got A you. tire. <laughs> women. From the moment that they're interviewed to the last day they work at a place are always judged on what they're wearing no matter what it is yeah no matter what it is 
people comment to you on what you wear sometimes? All the time. Yeah? All the time. Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. Why is that shocking? Like, I get it. Dudes don't care what other dudes wear. I've been in situations (laughs) where, right? Darren's shaking his head like, I could care less what you have on. But, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, I only get comments when I wear a pink shirt. That's well, the because time. people are making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> Just telling you flat out what it is. But yep. yes, that's why. <clears throat> yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about being a mom. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that question on here? I didn't see it. It's not all. I didn't send oh. you all the questions. Oh, it was a okay. guideline. It was a guideline. Yeah. With like 20 bullet points. <laughs> All right, go ahead, mom. Yes, I'm a mom of two. Are we talking about my real children, or do you have some fake children? Well, I mean, I, mean, I do travel, and I do have travel companions that I have to always make sure. They're, so, what their beds are made and their no, bed. just just <laughs> what? just like things are. Um, speak of the devil, there's my mom. Um, no, it's like nice to call your mom the devil. No. So, okay, my children. Yeah, your 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 real regular biological children, Anna and Christopher, right? Anna and Christopher. Yes, 12 and a half and 7 and a half. So, would you say at home you do more with you spend more time with the kids and you invest more in the house than your husband? Do I do more with the kids? Than the house or the kids in the house. Oh, the kids in the house than the husband versus your husband. So I guess what I'm driving at is, do you feel like you have bigger commitments at home than your husband does? Because um, you both work full time jobs, right? We both work full time jobs. Yes, yes. Um, I <clears throat> have two very active children. Um, my daughter plays volleyball year round she's in the band she is very active christopher plays basketball and soccer soccer two seasons fall and spring basketball winter um (laughs) goodness yes um it's always sports ball season of some form it really is um both my kids go to camps in the summer um so tell me about Obviously, you're in IT, and you're a woman in IT with Get Witted, so you talk to a lot of other women in IT. Yes. Do you find that it tends to be women in IT who are working full-time and their spouse is working full-time tend to spend more time managing the household and, and with the kids and all the other things? I mean, I, th- I, I think so, I guess. Um. So how do you juggle that, right? So at the end of the day... 40 hours doesn't cut it oftentimes in our line of work. We, we know there's work that has to get done, especially in consulting. How do you juggle yeah, between having... I have a call with India at <laughs> like 11 <laughs> o'clock at night some weeks. It's painful. Oh, my goodness. Yes. How do you juggle all that? So, um, I don't... I, you're looking for some secret sauce, and I don't have it. I, I would love some secret sauce. I don't... I don't have the answer to the secret sauce. Um, it just organize. I have to organize my home like 
exactly like I do my work life. I know what kid needs to be where at what time for what. And, um, yeah, I probably have to tell my husband like a 20 times. <laughs> hey, don't forget. But, um, yeah, you, I pretty much have to organize like that, like I do at work. So tell me a little bit about getting getting away from the domestic responsibilities, <laughs> getting back to the IT world that we... we I clean the in. bathrooms just like everybody else, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about what are some of your secrets to success? I think in 18 months, going from a junior scrub master to a agile practice lead is is meteoric, to say the least. Um... Wow. Secrets to my success, huh? Um, I would say I was very blessed to have 25 plus years in the hospitality industry, which caused me to be able to multitask and look at things from a bigger vision and take that vision and be able to break it down into successful tasks and organize them and move forward, I would say. So now that you're a coach, what, what are some of the things you think most of us would, would benefit from doing or changing? Or, you know, what, what are you seeing as a coach? Um... It's a culture change. So, um, the middle tier of your workers are all for change, delivering continuous value um, behind successful sprints if you want to say mm -hmm. it's the upper management that um, isn't quite there to support them. And um, I mostly hear frustration of we don't have the support. So I would say that, but it's a culture change too. Yeah. Yes. So I will say today was a very successful sprint planning, though, so I felt really good about myself. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> That's the nice thing about being a coach. You really don't have to do anything, right? I, I just coached them, so, but yes. We're right on time, Darren. Yeah, he'll tell you. Oh, okay. He'll do the... Sorry, folks. I'm I'm a guest host. I'm not an experienced host. Oh, my God. He'll do the... What, are you running out of things? Oh, I can keep going all day. Oh, my God. Really? Well, let's make it more fun. Let's. What day is this going to be posted? Let me look. Darren, you told me. <clears throat> June, right? So, Dan, we have June 10th. We have the Get Wet at Pot, or the um, Girl Con in two days. Yeah. So... This is it. GirlCon 2019, June 12th. This gets released June 10th. 
We're full and swinging into the Fawcett Center this week. So let me get this straight. <laughs> There's this organization called Get With It that... You founded. Provides events <laughs> for women in technology. And you just decided to run off and do a girl conference because uh, you didn't have enough on your plate? Listen, I don't want to talk about it. So I don't know if you remember, but we had this youth track that we did in september last year 2018 yeah tell me about that and it was so successful that we had people reach out and tell us that they wanted they asked us if we were going to host a youth conference in 2019 and because i love piling mashed potatoes on my plate of already full (laughs) um i said sure so here we are. It's going to be great. Hey, well, you're a certified teacher, right? I mean, obviously yeah. we can handle this. No. Oh. Yeah. Well, how hard can a bunch of girls be? We can handle a bunch of women. Yeah, right. Seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth graders are easy. It's the, <laughs> it's the women that can be more, more challenging. So, and then you got to plug. You're not doing a very good job hosting and plugging. And then we have September 30th as our Get With It conference. Yeah, tell us about the theme for the Get With It conference the this year. Blue, the new blueprint for leadership. I messed that up. Is that right? The new blueprint for leadership? That's correct. That's correct. And uh, that's September 30th. All day awesome event. And then we will be heading not even a month later to Cleveland to pull off the new blueprint for leadership in Cleveland for their second annual conference. So Columbus just wasn't big enough for you. You had to go up to Cleveland. Well, I mean, it's just not me. I mean, you're part of that too. (laughs) (laughs) So yes. Cool. Yes. You got to plug. You got to put in the plugs. Okay. Thanks for helping me out. No problem. Appreciate it. It's it's my first time being a host <laughs> on a podcast. Which, by the way, so you got conferences, you got podcasts, full time job, kids at home. Is there anything you don't do? Um, I don't. I don't. I'd prefer not to clean bathrooms in <laughs> my house, but I do that too. So, uh, well, let's talk about some of the funner side. What? What are some of the most fun times you've had in IT so far? Oh, in IT? Um, You weren't there for it, but... Obviously, it was more fun because I wasn't. I proposed to a team, perhaps. We had a rough sprint that we should go play a game of dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) And... You threw the ball at the person that pissed you off the most (laughs) that sprint. (laughs) Listen, it didn't happen because it was called workplace violence, <laughs> so they wouldn't let me do it. But I thought that was a great retro. Wow. That's a, that's, that's a new retro idea. I'm going to have to uh, put that one in my book. I'm just saying, I was. it was a rough sprint, and everybody was mad at each other. Buckeye Donuts was not cutting it, because normally <laughs> on the Fridays, I would bring in Buckeye Donuts or some sort of donut. And people were just crabby as all hell. (laughs) And I was like, we should have a game of dodgeball. Just beat the shit out of each other. And they were all for it. Wow. That's that's a new one on me. Mm -hmm. I I have not heard of that retro idea. 
I'm just just throw it out there. But yeah. it was called workplace violence, so they wouldn't let me do it. Oh, maybe you just got to change the name. Maybe, maybe. They won't let you play it at school anymore either because it promotes violence. What? Like you can't play Red Rover, Red Rover either. Or King of the Mountain. All those things now promote violence within the school system, so you can't play those on the playground. <laughs> but now that's a great retro. King of the Hill. King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain retro. Yeah. Knock over some people that, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I've, I've heard of a sailboat retro, and I know how to facilitate one of those. I'm going to come up with a whole like strategy on non-conventional retros and see how far it goes. <laughs> I like this King of the Hill. <laughs> Might have to uh, King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain. Did yeah. you play that on the playground? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I just, I'm just trying to picture turning it into a retro with a little less violence because they, oh. they discourage that at workplaces. They do. Days. They do. You yeah. can't. It's considered violent now. Yeah. Yes. Well, no one would dare to dare run into you, so you'd just walk it's up true. there and everybody would be like, hey, there's the king of the mountain, you win. That's true. Uh, so what else do you do for fun? How else do you keep it exciting? What, at my job? With get with it. What, what, what's some of the most fun times you've had at get with it? Oh, my God. Um, oh. You're referring to my DJ days. I, I'm giving you wide latitude. You go where you oh, want with it. Oh, he's referring to my DJ days. So I could have maybe two years ago. It's been two years, three years. I don't know. I don't I know either. That far back. I might have had too much fun at a conference and took over from the DJ, the DJing of the event. <laughs> Get up there and spin some records? I did. I believe there's video somewhere of it. <laughs> I think. You neither confirm nor deny. I don't <laughs> want it to go public. And um, so... So, folks, tune in on <laughs> June 12th for a special installment, a 30-second video of DJ Talia rocking out the house. No, because we don't have a DJ for a girl con. <laughs> so, um, I've... Um, I did that. Yeah? Yeah. Um, but that was... That was a good time. Yeah? Yeah, I probably paid for it the next day, but <laughs> um, the older I get, I can't hang anymore. So, that was good. It might have happened again in September. <laughs> <laughs> that Seems to be a pattern here. Throw that out there. Whoops. Yes, could have been happening in September too. So, so what would you say, being someone who's been in IT for a whole eighteen months? You keep throwing that out there. People are not going to want to hire me ever again if you keep throwing that out there. I don't think so. <laughs> I hire you because you're successful. I, don't, I, I can hire people with thirty years' experience that won't be successful. Mm, that's true. Okay, uh, but you're you're rocking it out as you spun up your own little user group agile and drinks for a bit you um took over a lunchbox at one point mm -hmm. you've got get with it mm -hmm. what would you say to all those people out there especially the women um who think you know what i'm not senior enough i don't have enough experience i 
I'm not ready to run a user group or organize the community or any of that. Oh, hell, you just wing it. <laughs> yeah? You just wing it. Take the leap. Who gives a shit? Fail fast. <laughs> I mean, that's what I, right? So, like, Darren, we started our, the podcast, what, in August or September last year, and I would be like, Darren, does it sound all right? Do I sound okay? Is this okay? Now I'm like, whatever. Darren, whatever. <laughs> You have to be confident, I guess, and do it. Yeah. What? So, what's the worst that's happened so far? What? What? You jump in. What's the worst thing that's happened thus far? Um, I don't know. The worst thing that's happened since what? Since three years ago. Um. My Agilent drinks wasn't as successful as I was hoping. Yeah? Yeah, but that's about it. I mean. So you get yourself out there, you're ready to fail fast, and you just don't fail? I Oh, I failed. Let's talk about some of those. Oh, God. Um, see, that's the wrap-up. Great, I don't have to is answer. Is that like now, or is it like I no. got five minutes? Last question. Oh, last question. Oh, shit. Should, give me Darren. some warning, Darren. Oh, the, the his about failing. Oh, f I can't end on that note. Give me a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I failed. Um, I don't know. That one's a hard one because I failed. We'll talk about a failure of yours. Um, do you know one off the top of your head? <laughs> 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 um. I don't know. Skip that question. I got to <laughs> think about it. I'll come back. I got to think about it. Because I don't want to scare anybody off. Well, I think that's part of it to realize that the failure isn't that big of a deal, even when you did. You can't even think of I it. I mean, I've failed on meeting delivery dates. Um, but it hasn't been a negative impact because I've been open and honest in transparent with why how and what i'm doing to try to fix it so um so, so tell me a little about what's a lesson you've learned the hard way oh my god <laughs> really um ugh. a lesson i learned the hard way I might have leaped into something uh, too early and not understood that in the end it uh, could change me. No, don't ask. <laughs> I don't think you can throw that out there and not, not explain a little further there. <clears throat> I am a... Uh, a strong personality. I never noticed. Yep. I um I'm confident but not I mean, I'm not cocky about it. I'm just confident. Mm -hmm. I'm um 
I believe in myself. And so perhaps I might have bitten off more than I could chew. And then I start to question myself. And then I start to change my behaviors because I'm questioning myself, which is bad because that's not who I am or why I was put in the position I was put in. Does that make sense? Do you ever fight uh, uh, fight off imposter syndrome? All the time. Every day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Every day. You come off as such a confident person. You walk no. into a room. I, I don't think many people realize that about you. No, you know better than anybody because I will call and be like, Dan, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> and just so you know, Dan's my mentor, so he has to put up with my calls, my bullshit. <laughs> and I will call and be like, I can't do this, da da Pretty regularly. Imposter syndrome is, I have it bad. So let's, let's move towards wrapping up. Looking back on the last couple of years or so. Okay. What is something you're proud of? What, is, what do you look at as, this is what I'm really happy about? What I'm really happy about? What are you proud of? What do you, you, know, what, what do you look I back made the, on? I made it. I made the leap. I mean, think about it. People sit in careers all the time and are like, well, it's so much work. And what if I fail? And I don't. And then they just stay in their rut. Right. And I was in that rut and I dove out of it head first, not knowing or expecting my success rate to be the way it has been. That's awesome. Is that a good enough answer? You made the leap, like you said. I did. I made the leap. You decided you weren't happy with what you were doing. And you decided to make a change. How many of us can say we do that? And then I started this podcast. And now we're working on a book. And (laughs) um, yeah. So... Maybe I've leaped a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you can't figure out if you've gone too far until you actually have and then you fall, right? <laughs> then you reel it back in a bit. If I fall, I'll just get up and try again. So. So wrapping it up, bit of advice for your listeners. What do you want to tell them about today? Ugh. Anything you want. Wide open. Really? Dan Greenleaf is not going to be a guest host again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, you know what? Scratch that. What's a question you wish I'd asked you? A question you I wished you asked me? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I didn't want you to ask me any questions, so (laughs) that's not going to (laughs) work. I didn't want to do this. (laughs) And yet you did. (laughs) Um... I did because you made a great point that people don't always know who's the host, (laughs) I guess, like my background. Now it's time to learn about you. Yes. So. All right. Well, folks. 
thanks for tuning in. My God, go drink heavily. <laughs> go have a six-pack in our honor. Yes. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> and uh, I believe Elizabeth promised she'll have me back in just a couple months to guest host again and ask her more questions. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Stay safe out there. Thank you. Thanks, Darren. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time and feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org.